Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. You listeners that are with us all the time, you know that that was not Rhino. We got Phil here. No Rhino, but we have an amazing deck built by one Philip. This is this is fantastic. We're sitting outside in the cool breezes on a lovely Thursday night. This is fantastic, Phil. Nice work. Thanks. It It's not completely finished, but it's usable. And that's like, if we're 90% there... Well, okay. it's holding us up. There seems to be a little bit of safety rails over here. I mean, we'd have to really actually work to go off the side of it, so yeah. I, I think this is fine. The dog has not jumped off yet, so I think we're okay. No, he's kind of looking at us fine. You got a C-clamp over here. I see that. Look, was holding something together. That looks fine. That's just so I don't lose the C-clamp. <laughs> <laughs> I see a roll of wire. That's not going to a bomb or anything, right? Nope, nope, okay. nope. That's how I'm, that's how I'm securing the... D- whatever keeping kids from jumping off the deck but yeah rhino is not here uh his dad is in town um who lives in arizona and he doesn't get to see him very often and we have a lot to talk about so uh he gave us the okay to continue on with the podcast he did and it kind of led me to just thinking about have you ever seen the movie the the big lebowski yes all right, so you know the dude. The dude, yeah. You know the whole premise of the show, and I'm sure our listeners do too. But So the dude is looking for this person who was theoretically kidnapped, right? Well, I thought he was just trying to figure out who peed on his carpet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or peed on his rug. Because the carpet really tied the room <laughs> together. <laughs> tied the room together. But yes, he was trying to find somebody who has been kidnapped. I like it, because yeah. he was a very, entre- very capitalist. He's trying to make some money. Let's find this... Let's find this lady who was lost, and he he comes across the investigation got pretty complicated, and I mean, what does yeah, he say? Lots he, of ins and outs, you know. A lot of what happens, <laughs> right? Yes, a lot, and a lot of what happens. That's yep. right. A lot of strands <laughs> to keep in your head, and I kind of feel like that's where we're at right now with sports. There's a lot of ins. A lot of outs, yeah, and a lot of what have yous, yeah, no? yes. a lot. Would you agree? Lots of question marks. That's right. Absolutely. So, first thing that's in is Bush Light Apple. All right, everybody watches the You Betcha guy. I'm sure. Yep, that's fine. We're not copying him, but I went. It was advertised. We got the Bush Light Apple. I've not tasted it yet. Let's just get that out of the road. We're, All right, we're out. Giving it a whirl. All right. You know what? That's that's pretty good. It's not, you know, like a Red's Hard Apple Ale and some of those ciders are really, really sweet. This is this is not that. I mean, it's you can taste the apple, but it's not overwhelming. And and I agree with you. And I feel like I don't want to copy the You Betcha guy, but he's not wrong. This no. this is not sweet. It's delicious. No. I I'm happy with this. This would be great for tailgating. Yeah. Unless you're in <laughs> Illinois. Probably crush thirty of these. <laughs> Because that's out. <laughs> Illinois tailgating is out. Let's get to things that are out. First well, of all, well, I had to... Let's do one thing that can be in. All right. And that's you can put Fireball in the Bush Light Apple. I think you can. Okay, I've, I've put it in the Red's Hard Apple Ale. I've put it in other ciders. It can go in here, too. All right. Moving on. I'm writing that down. Okay. The things that are in... And the things that are out. Things that are in, things, things that are out. And the strands that are in your brain. Things that are out, my hotel room in Lincoln, which I canceled because the football game in Lincoln is oh, out, and yeah. so is a half million dollars for SDSU. And that sucks. Yeah, that's... Did you, did you get all your money back first off? I did, yes. Okay, yes, so sir. at least you got your money back. Mm-hmm. I was not on board enough to actually get a hotel in Nebraska. 
um, luckily. So ultimately, you're smarter than the rest of us. Yeah, because I for- <laughs> I foresaw you know a worldwide pandemic coming. Um, yeah, that really sucks, and I think you know the there's a lot of things that suck about it. One, we're out five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Two. I think we would have given them a run for their money. I think we all have almost as much talent as they do, maybe not as much depth. Three, it sucks for all the dudes like Cade Johnson and, for Cade. and yes, everybody else who, you know, who is from Nebraska who was, you know, wanting to play down there and, and play in their, you know, what they probably grew up saying was their home stadium. Um, so, yeah, all around just sucks. I, 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 I I kind of understand why the Big Ten did it. You know, this way they can maybe spread out some more games if there is football. Um, but it still sucks. I mean, it sucks for us now. We don't have that game. You don't have that money, um, that exposure. I mean, that's a big deal for us. We recruit a lot in, in Nebraska. Um, all around, it just it, yeah, it just sucks. So you're a pro- hotel room. We'll just go with that. Yeah. How do you think the other conferences uh, – that have now dropped out. Other things that are out, we're, we're out the Ivy League, we're out the MEAC, yep. we're out the Patriot League. So if you just take the Ivy League and the MEAC, you're out Princeton, who was a preseason number 16. You're out Yale, preseason 25. Yep. North Carolina A&T, a preseason 19, and Florida A&M, uh, preseason 20. Does that m- matter? Does it affect you how know, the, the committee works? Um the the Ivy League schools that make the FCS playoffs, anyways. So they that was irrelevant. And I, you know, listening to different things, the Ivy League had zero impact on what anybody else was going to do. The MEAC, the, I mean, those teams, yeah, they 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 can play in the in the FCS playoffs, um, not anymore because they're not having football. Um, yeah, the more conferences that drop out, the harder it gets. Right now, those three conferences don't have a huge impact on really the the most competitive 16 teams i think i did see um uh, i can't think of his name one of the fcs writers um talking about instead of having 24 teams going down to 16 teams for the playoffs which i think is a good idea if these conferences are going to drop out just go with 16 teams that first round games are usually pretty exciting but a lot of those teams usually don't win in the second round or don't progress far in the playoffs the only time uh, one time i guess youngstown state went from that first playing game all the way to the championship game but i don't know those three conferences aren't aren't real powerhouses so i don't worry as much and they're all i mean from the east coast right um so yeah i mean that's you know here in the midwest we seem like we're a little bit more safe than the east coast right nobody in the top 10 came under fire at least yet so as we look forward to scheduling past 2020 which really seems to be a not great yeah it was also announced that now an fbs school can count two wins against the fcs school towards bowl eligibility do you oh. think that will affect how the fbs schools schedule because now hey you can play two non-conference against fcs um no i i really i don't because when you look at because you're still trying to get in that championship game, right? And they're still looking at strength of schedule. Yes, those are counters, but if you're one of the top teams, like, for instance, say in Iowa or Nebraska, you're going to play a school out of the MAC. You're probably going to play an FCS school, and then your other game is probably going to be against another Power Five. Uh, you don't want to replace a Ball State or, you know, one of those teams out of the MAC, even though I think your top tier 
your top tier FCS teams are just as good as those teams. But if if you make a run like Iowa has in the past, and suddenly they make a run, and everybody's going, "Well, you played two FCS schools," you know, and if if there's five undefeated teams or there's five teams right in there, and Iowa's one with you know two FCS wins, that doesn't bode well for them and their schedule. Anyways, I I don't see it being a a huge deal. Now I could see a team like maybe Wyoming that is surrounded by a lot of FCS schools playing a Montana and an NDSU and if they're playing the top tier teams then I think that's that would be a big deal. You know if they if they brought out those two teams you know to Wyoming one they're all going to travel very well um, and it's two decent home games whereas if they played uh, I don't even know, like a New Mexico who might even be in their conference. But if they played somebody else, they might not bring as many fans as a Montana and NDSU. So I, I could see a team like a Wyoming or somebody like that playing two FCS schools, getting two wins. They're probably not going to go to a championship game. Or like a Hawaii, yeah, if we can get two FCS schools to come out to Hawaii and play us, you know, we'll give them a check and it'll be fun for them. But um, it, in the long run, it's probably not going to impact them. So what do you what do you think uh, drove that decision? Um, is it finances? Is it just an FBS schools that we're not considering that need games? Or I I don't know. I I would have to look into that more um, as to why they said it was okay. I think part of it might be because of of scheduling and and locations. But I think the other part is is you know they. Some of those teams just need some games at home. That's right. The, I don't know. You know, the Power Five probably don't need that. Yeah, Alabama yeah. does their November game yeah. against some sacrificial lamb, but but your next tier, your right. your like I said, the MAC. You know, yep. if those MAC teams have to go play in Iowa, well, let's come back and play to you know if you're if you're oh what is um, there's a MAC team out of Illinois. Maybe you're Ball State. I don't even know where Ball State's at. But maybe there's, you know, two teams out of Illinois that aren't that far from Ball State, so you play two of those teams, you know. Or if you're in Illinois, we're not ever in the national picture. Let's play a Western Illinois and Illinois State, both pretty decent. You know, well, Illinois State is. Or Southern Illinois, both decent teams, not far away. They can bus here. We can keep expenses down for all of us. Uh, yeah, I, I see expenses might be playing a role in that that way, too. You know, some of these schools wouldn't have to have as much money in travel. I, I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing because um, you have the Big Ten that just went back on their saying of we're not scheduling any FCS schools, and now they're saying well, if you if you want to, there are two counters if you play FCS schools. I I don't know. Right, it's, might, it's, might be location, travel, money, whatever. It's definitely interesting, and it's definitely something that's in. Yes, that's in. Moving to basketball, it's something that's officially in. The Tommies are in. The Tommies are starting 21-22. The Tommies are in the Summer yes, League. Yes, that's 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 huge for them. I mean, they're going from D3 to D1. Um, they have a big enrollment. They have a big endowment. We've talked about them before. Um, but that's huge. They're going... Um, they're, what conference are they playing in? Are they going to the Pioneer Conference? They're going the to the football same team. Football team, yep, yep, yep. because, yep. because mm-hmm. you know, that's separate. Um, but I think they, if they had football this year, picked the wrong conference, and maybe, maybe the Missouri Valley will let them in this year and play instead of, you know, probably one of the Illinois schools. But um, I would love to see them on our schedule, one, because they're a very good football team, and I think they're going to roll into the Patriot League and dominate. 
um, it's good for us because now they're they're actually they're a part of the conference. Every game you play against them counts. It's a quality non-conference game, whether you play it in the cities or you correct. play it here. Correct. And now yeah. it's 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 a it, yeah it's a, but now it's a quality conference right, game. Right. Right. You know, and so that's that's huge. That's I mean, it's got to be exciting for them. I mean, literally got kicked out of their own conference because they were too good. You know, it's the liberal way of thinking. Well, you're too good, so goodbye. Um, it's just you know. It's it's great and um, probably hurts hurts Augie a little bit. I don't know how, but you know them them getting accepted in right away to Summit League and now counting. I mean that's that's a big deal for the Summit League, big deal for them. Oh, it's exciting seeing the Summit League grow. Well, it is a it's a great deal for the Summit League. I love looking at the map, just the way it's drawn up now yeah. where the schools are at. But you make a great point when you brought up ba- baseball. So. Augie does have a great baseball team. They very much but so. But the Summit yes. League now has Northern Colorado as a baseball affiliate. Yes. Yeah, another thing, another team that's in Northern Colorado. Yep, in again, doesn't that 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 hurts out Augie because I just feel like that's a foot in the door for Northern Colorado to say, okay, we're just going to move all of our sports back to or into the Summit League if they'll have us. We have a travel partner with Denver. It helps keep Denver a part of everything. I, it's it's. It's great for, I think, northern Colorado because I, I think at some point they probably wouldn't mind moving into the Missouri Valley Football Conference too. That's a long ways to travel. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, if you're Augie, you got to be shaking your head because now they have a, you know, they're at the table in the discussions. Um, and, you know, Augie's not. Northern Colorado is. So when northern Colorado wants to switch, I already, already have you for one sport. Why don't you come over here for this sport? Yep. It's a big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, for for a summer with no sports, that was actually a lot of news over the last week and a half that was Yeah, there was. Pr- pretty yeah. pretty interesting for SDSU fans and for the Summit League. Yeah. But, you know, just staying more local and staying on baseball. Baseball is in in South Dakota and yeah. we have the Canaries who are 7 and 3, They're which they are really it's amazing that it's the Saints who apparently just dominate people like their Oral Roberts of baseball is over here and hey, you got the Saints out 7 and 3. It's fantastic. Yeah, they so the funny or part excuse about me, the Canaries, the Canaries. Yeah, right. but being that you're talking about the Saints, the Saints can't play in St. Paul nope. because of Fires. because of wait, no. Because they of have those out, yeah. yeah, because of everything that's going on in Minneapolis with COVID and with you know, not allowing people to do anything and riots and just like it's just like it's a struggle up there. So they're playing their home games in the away team's stadium. So like when they came down here, it was their it was their home announcer, the the Saints home announcer. They played their ads along with their walk up music and everything else at Canary Stadium. And I think they're going to do the same thing up in Fargo. Um, and they're playing where else? Milwaukee, I think. Uh, is it just one other location yeah, yep yeah. yep so it's what a what an interesting thing to see with and that's the great part about living in the state that we do is you know we're, we're kind of getting back to normal and people are are doing their things and baseball's here and um amateur baseball's going on also i mean there's all sorts of sports you know out at the fairgrounds they're having all sorts of cattle shows it's it's a big deal local local sports are big here and they're they're rocking and rolling. They absolutely are. And for people that are more local, they understand that the uh, Sanford Pentagon is one of the great places that uh, basketball is yes. played. I just saw that I was going to have another home game. Uh, I December did just see that on 22nd. Yes. Who are they playing? 
Colorado State? Well, who was Maybe. I yes, don't know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> they're playing somebody I, I else. I saw the Hawkeyes but playing, and it's I clicked on sell out. <laughs> it's, It would have sold out by now if the tickets were open. Yes. Did they say how many fans were going to be allowed? I, I, no. I'm sure they don't even know yet. <laughs> because the point is, the Pentagon is operational. There's been a lot of youth tournaments out there. The I high have, school teams are playing out there. I have been out to the Pentagon about, I think they've, my son plays on a Pentagon team. I've been out there four different weekends, um, and yeah, just oh, easy, the guard easy, dogs easy, up easy, easy there, big <laughs> dog. Um, uh, I've been out there four different times, and there are a lot of people out there doing their thing. It looks like everything's back to normal out there. So it, it is, and I've been out there as well. And and that's what's great, and, and that leads us to basketball. And this is like a, a toss-up in versus out. The House of Pain is out of the tournament, but it's yeah. fun to watch Mike Dom. And does that oh, mean yeah. he's in the NBA, Ooh. in and out, all in both, one operation? Both ins and outs. Yeah. Um, the the way he played, if if things get a little little awry for some team that can bring him in, I mean the dude can knock down shots. I mean there's nothing that I mean he didn't show offensively that he couldn't do. Played some pretty good defense, got a lot of rebounds. I mean he looked like a guy ready to step in onto an NBA team or be on a roster to help out. Um, and what a fun tournament for those guys throwing together that team, winning a few games, playing uh, playing the other what was it the 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 team out of Dayton I think it was the Dayton Flyers or something. What Kraft was on? No, that was oh, the no, Ohio no, State wait, team. The oh, team okay. they beat. The well, team they lost to was out of Dayton. Oh, um, also Ohio. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> but but yeah, Mike Dom had an awesome tournament. I mean, it really was the star of star of the tournament. You didn't hear anybody else, you know, getting talked about like he was talked about. Um, when he was open, he was knocking down shots. I mean, very very reminiscent of us watching him play up in Brookings and I think you know he just added a he got skinny yeah oh he's real skinny mm-hmm. but he just added a, a European style of basketball that you know picked up playing over in Spain and I think he was hurt some this year but just being over there and watching and being part of that you could just tell he kind of had a different just a different feel to his game and you could also tell that his his profession is playing basketball because when the ball was in his hand and he was open the ball was going in the basket yeah, it's, it was exciting to watch. And it really was that that last game uh, in the Elon ending, or that's is that how you say it, the Elon ending? Yes, sure. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. You know, a couple of threes out of Dom, and they're right back in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and, and, and that's the right thing. There. He had them all. Yeah. It's just I'm sure a little bit of fatigue comes in. You know, those guys haven't been haven't been up and down the court, and then suddenly playing three games in what was it five days? I, I, I mean, they were playing about every other day. Yep. Um, I'm sure some fatigue did come in into that with those guys. But what do you yeah, think? What do you good. think of that type of ending? Would you like to see that? I at actually, SDSU? Would I you see, see it for your kids' I games? W- I, I mean, would love to see that brought to. Um, all basketball games. All, all basketball yes, games. Yes, yes, okay. um, it, it, yeah, I didn't quite understand what you were talking about with the Elam thing. I thought, oh, that that's, a, yeah. that's just um, the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with well, the first game I watched, uh, and they did that, I was like, what is, what is going on? And then they put up the rules, and I went, oh, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Because, one, you don't get that foul stuff that happens at the end of the game that just drags on a game, makes it super boring. It makes your last two minutes of the game take a half hour. And what is it, like 99% of the time, the team that's behind isn't going to come back and win anyways. But it also forces your team on offense to not just hold the ball and just do nothing and, and wait out that clock and get you know 
shoot a bunch of free throws. It forces them to continue to play because they got to put, you know, make some baskets. I think on in that tournament, some team was down 12 points and came back and won a game. So it it, it keeps the end of that game exciting, and that's that's I I think it's great. I I would like to see it adopted in all levels, but you know for sure sure college basketball keep those games moving it, it's it's a it's a different aspect but i don't i don't worry if they used it before i've, I've it, never seen i it think before. it's just international right is that where it came from yeah okay yep huh yeah that's i thought it was cool no it is and, and, and you're right because two minutes of basketball at the end of the game if it's a 10 point game can definitely last a half an hour if you have yeah. timeouts and yeah. fouls yeah yeah but and we all know what's going to happen generally More most of the like time that. speaking Something else that's not in our normal repertoire, if you will, that's in is dirt track racing back in Sioux Falls. Houston Speedway is going to be lit up again. In August. Yep. Um, So the owner of the Jackson Jackson Motor Speedway uh, was able to convince uh, Uncle Chuck to sell Hucits. Um I would assume Uncle Chuck probably got into maybe a little bit of a financial bind with COVID and maybe needed some cash. Who knows? Um, but sold sold it to the Hucit Speedway, or to the Hucits. Sold Hucits to the guy that runs Jackson. I don't know his name. If we had Wiki Sprints tie on or Chad Slow Show on, they would be able to tell us immediately, and we'll try and get them one of those two on here real soon. Um, yeah, Hucits is back. And if you're a dirt track racing guy, that's exciting. The interesting timing, though, is is I think they're starting it about the same time that Jackson or that uh, that you have uh, Knoxville Nationals, which isn't going on, but they're still having races down there um, start. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of crowd. But I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of people because they are hungry for dirt track racing around here. Absolutely, and uh, Brandon and all your your restaurants and everything out there and oh, hotels got to be excited. I'm definitely excited to get dirt track racing back there. It's fantastic. It's glad to see things open up. I'm excited. Yeah. Apparently, apparently the dog's pretty excited about no, uh, the dog, dirt track racing. No, the dog loves dirt track yeah. racing. <laughs> he, he just can't get enough of it. Yeah, that is. That's. But it's great. It's it's great for racing because Houston is such a long-standing name. It's great for it's great for the city of Brandon, um, just city of Sioux Falls. It's and, and people who love racing. So. Glad it's back. I've never seen a race out there, but actually, haven't. I've been to Rock Rapids, though. Rock Rapids Motor Speedway, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And the it was, no, that was, that was not your 360s. That was the demolition or the yes. figure eights. The so figure I eights. Have, oh, I have raced. That? I have raced in figure eights at one point. I think it was 10 years ago, actually, that I saw it pop up. 10 or 11 years ago, popped up on my Facebook. Had to be 10 years ago. My son is 12. 10 years ago, I won the B feature at the. Uh, Boy, it must have been Heritage Days. This car was on smoke, led about every single lap. I walked out of the smoke, grabbed my trophy, went back to the pits. So when you're in that car. Yeah. And you're waiting on the green flag. Yep. What's the plan? So <laughs> is the plan just not to die in the crossover there? No, the plan is to win. Well. If you ain't first, you're last there, Ricky. Um <laughs> No, so in that race, like like your goal, the biggest goal of of that race in Rock Rapids and how it's set up is get around that first lap or for specifically that first corner without getting hung up because that's the time where 8 to 10 cars are all going at that. You know, you're not spread out yet. 
So in, actually in my race that I won, not say I'm a genius, but like I started on the outside towards the back. I knew I could just take her wide, get around, and if I could get around everybody, you have a shot because it usually is a pile up right there, um, which is what happens and which is why I ended up in first place coming out of that first lap. Everybody got hung up even on the second, you know, on the second deal turn, and I did not because I was in front of it. It was free sailing. At that point, it was just don't screw it up. So, yeah. Well, but, I asked but, that because... But yeah, don't crap your pants either when you go well, through the middle. I, I only asked that because I got to imagine, and I'm just imagining, correct me if I'm wrong, but the driving experience of the people that are in those cars for that one is not what you see for the world of outlaws no. and understanding. <laughs> no. So you're going like much, the proper, much slower. There's a lot of people that maybe just put their head down. And their <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's usually in the female race. So in the male race, they all understand the time and effort that it, and money that it takes to get a car ready to race. The female race, they don't help put the car together. They show up at the track and we're, and we're racing. And those are the ones, like, the women's races are probably more exciting than the men's races because when they come through that middle, it is eyes closed, and uh, I well, hope you I, don't I've have seen somebody. some black flags. Yes. I, and yes. I've, only been, I've only been there once. Yeah, <laughs> and it was usually, it's usually during the women's Absolutely. race. Absolutely. It's yeah. right, right in the crossover yeah. there. And if, you're, and if you're a guy and you're having a girl drive your car, you're hoping that Which you're, you're not. Which you need later? Yes. You're hoping you're not an A or B feature because if she wrecks your car or not even her fault gets hit by somebody else and now your car is wrecked and now you can't go race that's why you are seeing a lot more and i haven't been there for a little while but i think you're seeing a lot more of that like we'll just get you your own car honey because ours is set up to race for us well you you can have your own so what goes into preparing that car because they don't look super prepared they kind of look like you gotta put a roll cage in i think you have to have a five point harness now or when you know the the shoulder strap harness um uh you know tear all the seats out uh, you don't have to move the gas tank, um, switch out some tires, uh, do a few things there. Some guys will you know, kind of change the braking system if they really know what they're doing mechanically. I don't. Um, I, I was kind of like the girls. The, they, they all just set it up. I just showed up down there and raced. You just, they, you're I a just driver. showed up to race. You're a driver. Yeah, yeah I'm just the driver. <laughs> like like Cole Trickle out there. <laughs> it's the best way to go. Well, it is the best way to go. <laughs> so if you're just showing up, I'm going to go for your your prognostication on one more thing. Okay. And I save this for the end because sometimes it can get a little sketchy asking about something like this. Sure. But uh, things that are out, there's no more Washington football team in terms of – there. There of is, their nickname. There is no more Washington Redskins. There isn't. There is an NFL team in Washington, D.C. That's correct. Are you familiar with the the guy who bought all the copyrights on a bunch of names to be the Washington Redskins? No. All right. Let me tell you some of these names. <laughs> okay. And let me get your reaction on these. Because sure. this man did not spend a bunch of money. But uh, for $225 and... A little bit of his time, okay. he became the owner of trademarks for potential names for the Washington Redskins. Okay. I don't know how he came up with these. Sure. Just reading the article. Yeah. The Washington Red Wolves. Okay. Is there such thing as a Red Wolf? Maybe, yes. Okay. I, I don't All right. know. All right. I have no idea. I've, I've seen a gray wolf. I've seen a coyote. I've seen, I've seen a black wolf. The, apparently, coyotes go with red. I don't know. The uh, Washington Red Tails. 
Is that a bird? Yes. Hawk? Seems like a songbird. Okay. The red tail? Does that strike fear in the heart of... Not of, not of me, but <laughs> maybe football players. He also bought the Washington Monuments. Uh, I, oh, moving forward. I <laughs> You pass, I love their pass. Mouth. They're tearing all those down anyways, apparently. So, yep, moving on. The Washington War Hogs. Like wild hogs? Uh, yes. <laughs> A lot of snorting. <laughs> you know, it does fit. The guy that sits in the front row with the dress. We've seen yeah, the, the hogs. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Because yep. their, their offensive linemen are called the hogs. Okay, go on. I sort of get it. Yep. I don't. Yep. War like hogs, it. I don't like it. But, all right. The Washington Veterans. Classy, classy. Yes, I mean, honor veterans yep. every single game. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to mock it. No, I don't no, know what your emblems uh, going. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, okay. Uh, along yes. those lines, the Washington Freedom Fighters. Okay. Handles every aspect of our military. That's good. They also went with the Washington Braves, which I don't know what Atlanta has to think about that. Could probably yeah, keep the logo you, the yeah, same. Yeah, you can't. I, if you're changing your names, you can't go with Braves. And then somehow, I don't know what the red tail business is, but they also have the red-tailed hawks. Okay. Which is what I thought the bird was. Yeah, so it's the Washington Red Tails or the Washington Red-tailed red hawks. The I Washington Potomacs. Is their mascot a river? I Like I running water? Right, are we going to have a waterfall in the end zone? Right, it's going to have to be very dirty water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be <laughs> whatever. They also have the Washington Renegades. This man okay. went through a lot. Okay. I don't even know okay. how I came how up with that. How many are on this list? This is it. Two more. Okay. All right. Keep going. I have one in the back of my head. I, I'm just wondering if it's on the list. Okay. <laughs> this one, I think he wasted his money on it because it kind of missed the point a little bit. It was the Washington Tribe. Nope. That's not going to work. That's if you're moving work. away from the Redskins, you can't have the Tribe. And then, finally, the Washington Radskins. That's stupid. The Radskins. So what the, the Radskins. And maybe they'd have to buy some naming rights. But I like the idea of going. Have you ever seen the movie The Replacements? Yes. Yes. That's what they should do. Where the Washington, is it Senators? I think that's what they're called. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. I think they're the Washington Senators. And they have but that's to bring what the baseball the team was before they moved. Well, they moved and they're not anymore. Oh, now they're oh, the Nationals. Yeah, you're right. Um. No, that's what they should go with. I mean, they already have... Well, he did not... The, to the best of my knowledge, this man did not buy that particular name. Well, that's what they should go with. But, but somebody already owns that name, right? I would assume I would assume whoever made the movie The Replacements owns the name. I could be wrong. Well, this person that bought it actually... Uh, he bought it from the standpoint of it makes it faster if they pick one of his names he will give it to them and oh. save them the paperwork he's not looking to make money well he should because why would you not want to make money on that he said i'm just i think i'm just kind of in a position to make that happen if they're trying to make a change in two months they don't have a lot of choices if there's a name where i got a trademark for both athletic equipment and football games they're set to go the Sentinels, that's what it was. The Washington Sentinels. I like that. They should they should just buy out that name. So Go no the Washington no Sentinels. No Radskins. No, that's stupid. <laughs> what's, your, what's your mascot? Exactly. It's a Radskin. It's a, I don't it's what's red. A, it's red. 
I don't know. No, that's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> but not any dumber than the things we talk about. So it's that's fun true. being out that's on true. your deck. This is fantastic. Having, yeah, the first bush light. The dog's on still the guarding right he, there at the end of the table. We had a bush light. Apple. apple. I still think it's good. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hope that we can get. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna be around next week, so we won't be on next week. But maybe the week after, see if we can get Wicked Prince tie on. Get uh, get Rhino back in the studio. Um, Another round of what's in and what's, what's out. out. Yep, yep. We'll probably that's that will for sure be here. And yeah, see what see what's going on with racing, um, and just the world in general. A lot happens in two weeks. It that's right. Like. And we can wrap it all up in 32 minutes. That <laughs> yep. Um, again, as always, I'd like to say thank you for everybody who listens. We do really appreciate it. Um, please keep listening. If you're listening, also, you know. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you like it. If you don't like it, don't tell anybody. Just <laughs> just, just forgot you ever heard it. Uh, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, go big. Go blue. Go jacks. <laughs>